0: Howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 25 of our run through Galatians, the daily run through Galatians. Um, And hey, we're in chapter four, and Paul is again, he's talking to the Galatian believers about his great concern for them as they have um, been listening to and following these people who have come into the church who are what we would call Judaizers, those who are coming in and saying, you need to become Jewish so that you can receive the Jewish Messiah and be saved. You need to come under the law. Um, and so they are not preaching a gospel of grace. They are preaching a gospel of works. Uh, in other words, they're saying you're going to be saved by keeping all the law and, um, and faith in Jesus and keeping the law. Now what's interesting to me about this is I actually quite a few years back, um, had some people show up at my house and tell me this ex- this exact thing. Uh, there was a knock at my door one day and I looked out and I saw two young men in white uh, button-up short sleeve shirts with ties and um, dark slacks with name tags standing on my porch. A couple of Mormon gentlemen. And uh, when I opened the door, they said, hi, you know, I'm Elder So-and-so, am Elder So-and-so, we're from the Church of Latter-day Saints. And um, we want to tell you about whatever it was that day. Um, the, uh, the, the prophet Joseph Smith, whatever it was. So they start sharing a few things with me. Can we, you know, can we take a center of time to tell you? And, I, and so I always, whenever I had, po- whenever possible, I always want to have time to speak with them. And uh, my goal always is to listen to what they have to say and also to ask questions. And there's certain questions I always like to ask. And so the first question I w- that I usually ask them was just simply this, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And give them an opportunity to tell me who Jesus is. You know, oh, Jesus is the son of God. And um, I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? You know, oh, Jesus is, you know, you know, so I would ask questions like, well, is Jesus a created being? Has Jesus always existed? And you find out, some interesting things about them that they don't believe that he is eternally existent in going backwards, you know, that he has a spirit father and a spirit mother and, and, and things like that. So anyway, there's a lot of um, a lot of those things that I came to know by asking them questions. But one of the questions, another question I'd often ask them is, OK, how do you get to heaven? You know, how are you how is someone saved? And they said, "Well, you're saved by grace and keeping the commandments." And I remember being like, whoa, 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 "Whoa, grace and you're saved by grace It's the free gift of God and keeping the commandments." But that's what they that's what they told me. It's a, it's grace and the commandments. It's a gift, but also you have to work for it, which um, isn't how gifts work. If you have to work for it, it's not gift, it's wages, it's something earned. So that's problematic and that's in the Bible. So, Hey, let's read about what, uh, what Paul says here in Galatians chapter 4, 17, talking about these, uh, these Judaizers who've come in telling them grace and the law. So he says, they zealously court you, but for no good. Yes. They want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them. So he says, look, there, the, these people, they're, they're zealous to court you with, you know, it's got this idea of like a dating relationship, right? They, the, 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 the courtship, they're courting you They're They, they want you to like them. You want them to buy into what they're selling. They want you to embrace them. And he says, it's not for good, right? The, the whole, the whole purpose is not for your good. The whole purpose of this is going to, bind you up in the law again so he says they're zealous they zealously court you these so these guys are just um there courting them and he says but for no good they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them in other words he's saying like they want to take you away from from me they want to make you like their little students their little church they want you to be zealous for them And this is one of those things I think that we have to be aware of and be careful of is that this is not an uncommon thing. It's not uncommon for men to be zealous for other men to follow them. And when I say men, I just mean people in general. It's it's not unusual for people to have great zeal to have many followers. You know, when you get together with people and, and sometimes you, you'll hear them talk about their business or their, their group. And sometimes even people start talking about their church. And it's interesting to hear people talk about or brag about or proclaim the success of that thing, their job, their business, their whatever. And it's interesting to hear how they define success. What, what, what is it that's important? You know, some people will start talking about their church and they'll talk about all the great things their church does, or they'll talk about how many people are there. And, and none of those things are wrong. Of course, our churches should be doing good things and Hey, it's great if there's people, it's great if there's people there, but sometimes it gets a little different. It's it just to be our pastor. Oh, our pastor is the greatest. He's such a, Oh, he's such, he, you know, and, and that always makes me uncomfortable when we start. Um, what's the word here? Um, uh, pedestalizing is so that we're putting them on a pedestal we start lifting up these men elevating these men oh you know pastor and so so great when we start having these like these fanboys um you know and fangirls of these churches uh, or these pastors and and there's this thing that you may not realize but if you've been a pastor you would definitely know this there's huge pressure on pastors all the time to have a big church Now that might come from their leadership. It might come from their congregation. It might come from their own expectations. And, but a whole lot of it comes from uh, periodicals and internet, internet advertisements and all kinds of things about, uh, and these expectations and things that are taught in Bible colleges and such that, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, you've got to continue to be, uh, you know, if you don't see this percentage of growth then you need to try this new program and, and all this stuff. And And the question is though, you know, are, what are we building? Is it about building the kingdom of Jesus Christ? Or is it about building our own following, our own our own church that we can brag about? Oh, yeah, my church, we're up to four services. Yeah, yeah. Heaven forbid, heaven forbid my attitude ever be, I want to build my church. Let it always be about his church. Paul goes on in verse 18 and he says, but it is good to be zealous in a good thing always. And not only when I'm with, when I am present, not only when I'm present with you, sorry, my reading ability has suddenly completely disappeared. You may be saying, Mike, you've never been able to read, Um, which out loud. Yeah, that's not my strong suit. Uh, But anyway, he says, um, it is good to be zealous in a good thing always. And not only when I am present with you. So, I like the way that the New Living Translation puts this. He says, if someone is eager to do good things for you, that's all right. But let them do it all the time, not just when I'm with you. Like, don't put on a show. You know, the idea with zeal here is, you know, being zealous, um, having, you know, our modern word now is passion. It wants to be passionate about things. Excitement, enthusiasm, exuberance for that thing. And that's good if it's for a good thing. It's good if it's for a good thing. And so we need to constantly test that. We need to look at that and say, "What? Well, you know, hey, I'm passionate about this, but why? Is it because I'm doing this work for the Lord, and I, I'm zealous because I see people's lives changed? And or is it because I'm getting something out of this? Because I'm gaining respect, or because I'm gaining power and influence, or because I'm uh, financially making a killing? Whatever. So his his point is like." I think twofold. First is, hey, it, it's good to be zealous, but be zealous for good things. Make sure, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check, make sure you have zeal for the right things. You know, those guys that came knocking on my door, they had zeal for what they were doing. But when I started questioning them, it, it, the things that they would say didn't line up with what they were doing. They would say, well, we're Christians. And I said, well, I am too. I follow Jesus. Oh yeah, we follow Jesus. And I would ask some questions about Jesus and I would say, well, that's not the same Jesus I follow. Oh yes, he is. Um, No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, my Jesus is not a created being. My Jesus is eternally existent and my God is eternally existent. My God is not constantly learning and growing. He is infinite and he is uh, immutable, unchanging. And I would tell them like, no, Our gods are not the same. And they would stand there and try to convince me that they were. But here's the crazy thing. When they showed up at my door and I told them I'm a Christian and I go to the church next door to my house, they didn't say praise God and move on. They tried to convince me I was wrong. Because they know. They know that we don't believe the same thing. And yet, even though they know we don't believe the same thing, They stand there and try to convince me that we do believe the same things. And that is disingenuous. That's deceptive. That is trying to get people from one church to come to your church. That's dangerous. And it's wrong. I mean, if I knocked on your door and I said, Oh, you go to the Lutheran church. I go to the Baptist church. I go to the Presbyterian church. And you say, are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. Well, that's great. We believe in the same God. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. But then I start telling you that you got to come to my church because your church isn't, you're not going to be saved at your church, but we believe the same things. Well, what if we don't? If we don't believe the same things, well, that's completely different. If I'm at your house going, look, look, you believe in something that's that's putting your faith in your infant baptism, you know, whatever. We don't believe the same things. But to say, hey, we believe exactly the same things and then argue with you that you need to come to my church because, um, well, why? Why do they want me to come to their church? I don't know. Because their church was better. They had a different prophet that told them something different um, about their God, which meant that their God was a different God. It makes no sense. But the point here is the same. These guys came to them and were zealous for what they believed in, but they were zealous saying, no, you need to follow us and not Paul. You need to follow us. Our way's better. We're all Christians, but our way's better. The, uh, it's grace and the law. Same thing those guys on my porch were preaching. Anyway, went a little long today. Um, be zealous for good things always. God bless you. Talk to you next time.